Welcome to episode 49 of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. I'm TC Fontaine, joined by the essential wreak havoc. As always, you already know, man. Find us on most platforms streaming podcasts, including Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. I think that's it. That's it. (laughs) Uh, If you're listening on iTunes, go ahead and leave us a review, man. Uh, Links to all the platforms are available at ykwrestling.com. Go ahead and get some of those uh, Black Lives Matter uh, NWO shirts, man. They are there on our website. Go ahead, purchase of uh, you can purchase straight from our Instagram as well. Uh, if you wanted the rare people that follow us on Facebook, go ahead, purchase from there too, man. Get us some money, support us. Talking, so you know, get out here, get my attention out here. I seen I seen Mick Foley and Cedric Alexander posted this other similar design. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that design ain't as cold as mine, though. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was looking at it, I was like, man, mine, mine, mine look exactly like the actual, like, NWO one. That one look kind of like bootleggish. Like, no offense to, to, to the person that made it. Like, you can support them, too, if you want to. But, like. I, I forget who it was that, that tweeted, that retweeted uh, McFoley's post, but he was like, I need this shirt. So I just retweeted and tagged him and like, it was right here, bro. Yeah, I've been doing that same thing too. I seen like I went under uh, I went under Cedric's post and I was like I seen all these people under. It was like man, I need this on the shirt. I started sending it all to him. I was like do 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 do. Like yeah, hey, like it ain't the same one. Like in my opinion, it looked better because like I made it. But yeah, go ahead and cop that shirt, man. Uh, shout out to What a Maneuver uh, for printing it and not having a. Uh, made a big to-do about it, like the previous merchant um, that the design was posted on. Um, not going to shout them, uh, not shout them out, but not going to shit on them too much. Because um, they will print our other designs, though, just this one. They, they, yeah. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to my guys uh, on the uh, Smacking It Raw and the Smacked Raw podcast. Uh, Love support, man. They uh they copped a couple shirts too, man. I was on the Smacking and Raw podcast last week. I made my Pornhub debut for the first time ever. It was fun, man. You know, I had a little, you know, late nights, uh, a little red wine and some uh some Pornhub podcasting. So uh, that was I was time. dying. That whole thing, bro. Like I was just I was like falling out laughing. <laughs> hey, we started talking about R. Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even remember how they, like I just know they from Chicago and so and they they a few years older than me so they they definitely got some stories because that's that's that was R. Kelly's prime when they was in high school so yeah you know. and yeah look no more no more Bret Hart slander <laughs> I don't slander Bret Hart. He just he just not Shawn Michaels. Like Shawn Michaels can do everything as well, better than Bret Hart, and he just is you know a lot better on the mic. Man. He's a lot better of a character. He ain't boring. Like and that trumps somebody over me. Like he can go as well in the ring as Bret, but everything else he got the total package that Bret don't have. So like. Man. I can't say Brett the goat over somebody that is better in other areas than him and just as good as the the main area that Bret Hart is a perfectionist at. Yeah, y'all set my dude off when he said that. But I don't disrespect Bret Hart, man. But 
when it comes to defending Shawn Michaels, I will, you know, kind of get on that platform of, you know, just a little bit, just as a joke, like, you know, got all love for Bret Hart, man. He, he low-key might be yeah. the, the GOAT for real, for real. Like, it, you argue it, because, like, look at what, like, Daniel Bryan doing. I think, like, over the past couple of years, like, since he's been back, I think he's kind of proven, like, he the best in the world. He was gone for, what, two years, came back, didn't miss yeah. a beat, which is insane. Like, AJ Styles has staked to that claim. Like, I don't know if you still one of the people stuck in 2016. Kenny Omega might still have a stake to that claim. I don't know. Uh, he don't with me. He never had with me. But that's another story <laughs> for another time. Yeah, you're uh, a fan of him. Yeah. I mean, cool. He cool, like best in the world. Like when, when he when he split from Hangman and like they go their separate ways again, then we'll we're gonna see. Moment. We we can see that, but, yeah. but right now, the past year and a half, I'm not impressed because I've never been impressed before. So I just show me something different, man. Show me something different. But uh, man, what you been watching this week, man? Oh man, I. Pretty much caught. I don't think the only thing I didn't see was Impact this week, but everything else I was catching up on. Um, caught NXT earlier. I'm trying to catch up on AEW, but got everything pretty much for the week. Man, uh, Impact, uh, I, I was watching it yesterday. It was cool. Um, I don't know. What they doing with with RVD and Katie Forbes? I don't know what that's about, but it looks like we might get RVD and Sammy Callahan feud because like yeah. Sammy Callahan put his face over uh, Katie Forbes' uh, OnlyFans pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about <laughs> that. Like, it was kind of cool, but like I don't know. I don't, whoever whoever produced that segment, uh, go go ahead and uh, just just work with with Katie Forbes a little bit more on that one. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, cause like, I mean, she like I don't like she's not good, but she can have potential. Like I think I think as the character she has has potential as like being RBD's girlfriend, the one that uh, is an OnlyFans model. Like that's different. Like who else is an OnlyFans model in professional wrestling on TV in 2020? Nobody. <laughs> she the only one. So it's unique. It's something different. It's dope. But just I would like to see like them work with a little bit more because it just Jordan doesn't Grace come off that well. But she, she well, no, no, that's the uh, she got uh, Patreon. Yeah, yeah. But like that's not her character though. Yeah, that's like true. nobody else is it's not a part of nobody else's character, so it's really unique. And so like they can go somewhere with it. It's relevant to you know uh, a trend in the current day and age. But just like the segment itself, if you haven't seen the segment, y'all go watch it. It's it's kind of terrible. But like I'm just I'm just banking on the potential of this. Like if she can improve on the mic, if she can improve her acting skills, uh, you know, and ultimately in the ring, you know, she might have some potential, like, you know, especially working with RVD. Uh yeah. you know, RVD wasn't the best on the mic, <laughs> but in ring wise, I, I think, you know, he could he could help her out a little bit there, man. Um yeah, but Impact was cool. Uh, EC3 uh, has kind of made his, his thing known. Looks like Eric Young is going uh, for the Impact World title again. Uh, is it going to be an update on Rich Swan next week? Um, as well as uh, this this weekend, uh, Talking Shop Mania 
uh, put on by uh, the Good Brothers yeah. uh, live on Fight TV. So uh, I kind of want to see that. Like, I, I don't know like what's all on the card right now, but there's something that they're calling the Boner Yard match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we know, like the last time we saw uh, Gallows and Anderson um, on, uh, on WWE television was during the Boneyard match. And so uh, one of their first matches is the Boner Yard match. It looks like it's going to be a parody of that. Uh, it, it's it's going to look very interesting. So I'm looking up the news about it right now. They said uh, some of the people involved uh, in the skits for this pay-per-view, uh, Enzo, uh, Heath, uh, Willie Mack, Kurt Hawkins, who uh, is not called Kurt Hawkins anymore. His name is Brian Myers. Uh, he debuted in Impact like last week, too. I don't know if anybody yeah, noticed. Uh, Rock and Roll Express, these old-ass niggas. Um, Alex Kozlov, I don't know who that is. Is that Vladimir Kozlov? Let me see. Let me, let me just go ahead and verify real quick. No, no, he looked real different. So it could be. It is. Is it? No, it's not, Vlad, it's not Vladimir Kozlov. My bad. It's somebody from us. Uh, he, he worked in CMLL and AAA, so he worked in Mexico a lot. That's why I didn't know. I don't really follow a lot of Mexicans uh, wrestling. He was in WWE in the early 2010s, apparently. Um, was a jobber um, in a match versus Alberto Del Rio on SmackDown in late 2010. And uh, okay, so right was in Florida he... Championship Wrestling. So kind of around the time Del Rio first debuted. Yeah, when he got his push right yeah. off the yeah, so he was in WWE, uh, Florida Championship Wrestling and Developmental for a little bit, and uh, was in New Japan for about three years, and uh, retired uh, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9 in 2015. So, yeah, not too familiar with him. I might go check him out. Uh, also, uh, Mike Bennett, uh, Maria Canellas Bennett, uh, Chavo Guerrero, uh, Scott Demore, Johnny Swinger, Teddy Long, holla holla. Uh, Tyson Dean, uh, Jeff Lewis, Neal, um, Raven, Raven's Flock. Uh, I didn't know Raven's Flock was still a thing. So hope we see Raven. You know, I would like to see Raven pop up. And, uh, yeah. and D'Lo Brown apparently is uh, is also. Yeah, so uh, filmed in uh, Gallows' backyard. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Uh, he popped up on my people you may know, like his actual, like, personal page it was kind of weird i was like why but okay um i, I went and looked at it it's really him though so Ooh. i didn't add him because that's weird but i'm not gonna add somebody on a personal page but i just thought it was kind of funny um you might know <laughs> maybe um so yeah that that seems interesting i'm gonna try and check that one out don't know how much it costs if, it, if it's an arm and a leg uh, I'm gonna just look at the gifs on Twitter during the event, but um, let me see how much it costs, man. I feel like fourteen ninety nine ain't bad. Yeah, yeah, because I, I saw that that post that they made about it, but I know it wasn't expensive. I mean, it's better than like double or nothing costing fifty, so I can get with it. I might check it out, man. It seems interesting, man. Man, we got so much on deck this week. Uh, but first, I just had some news to share um, in regards to uh, somebody uh, near and dear to my heart, man. Um, she's a legit boss, but y'all knew that. Bow down to the new champ, a WWE 
fam. This past week, uh, we were blessed with the official coronation of Two Belts Banks uh, and the new two-woman power trip officially reigns over Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Uh, Sasha Banks defeated Asuka via countout to win a record fifth, fifth, in the words of Booker T, five-time Raw Women's Championship uh, after Asuka left the ring to attend to Kyrie Sane after an attack from Bailey backstage. Uh, some fans, however, in the words of Kanye West, ooh, they so sensitive, had a lot to say against this, which just goes to show you a lot of these people probably don't have any friends or they would have did the same thing and, and went to go help their friend out, said, fuck this match. Uh, was the finish stupid? I mean, it protected two of the hottest competitors going into SummerSlam. So that's kind of debatable, uh, you know, whether you feel that way or not. Uh, I will agree, however, uh, that they have backed themselves into a corner here and uh, possibly delayed the Bailey and Sasha feud yet again, which I don't like. But told you, but they the champs, though. They got all the gold. Like they got a, they got losing tag titles first, man. All right, what are your thoughts? What what would you That's, do? How how would you get them out of this funk that uh, they're in? That was one of the two things I had for you on this. That was first and foremost, because I remember I told y'all a while ago. I said, in all likelihood, the way that they the way that they're on track because this this was before. Sasha even got into the title conversation. It was like, the way they're on track with this, this could get pushed all the way to next year at WrestleMania. And I, I said, I'm like, that would be a good stage for it. You know what I'm saying? You know, God willing, we get fans back and everything like that. WrestleMania, Hollywood, that's the perfect stage for this blow off to happen. You know what I'm saying? But now, now it's, uh, it's inevitable at this point because you know, SummerSlam right around the corner. Now Sasha's officially the champ. There's not much you can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sasha will have uh, maybe a rematch with Asuka or something like that with a stipulation probably. And then that'll that'll be the end of that. She'll probably hold on to it. Uh, they, I, there's no way that they break up at SummerSlam. It just... It, it wouldn't you don't fit. think so? Nah, I, I couldn't... Because, like... Let's, let's look at the timeline here. This this Friday, we have uh, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. That could that could be a wrinkle. Um, Oscar, after the match, she went to go check on Kyrie in a in the training in the trainer's room, and just went off. So like, we're gonna get a killer Oscar. So yeah, kind of yeah. the clown. Yes, thank yeah. you. Kind of back. So, with that being said, though. Will we see Asuka on Friday? Will she get involved in this match? Because she mad. She, she and, and Asuka, Asuka has been known to pop up on these other shows if necessary. She popped up on NXT a few weeks ago. She was on SmackDown. Uh, she popped up on there, you know, a few weeks back. So we're going to see Asuka this week during this I title think, match? I think we're going to see a couple different things. Asuka, well, do you think we might get a new champion, though? No, no. The the title match is a red herring, but I'm going to get to that. Asuka's a possibility because of what happened, and I don't think so much think it'll be a heel turn, but it's going to be like an edgier Asuka. Like, it's not going to be no more dancing and playing games and stuff. Like, she's going to come up there to kick somebody ass, plain and simple. But the the title match with Nikki, 
I've been saying it. I, I feel like this is finally it because Nikki started coming off the hinges on SmackDown. She's been pushing Alexa around. They had the match. This is going to be it. Either Alexa's going to turn on her or Nikki's going to, she's gonna, probably going to lose clean or however, she's going to lose. Which is, which is going to actually piss me off because Nikki has been losing to Bailey for like yeah. three weeks straight. Yeah. No sort of momentum when they faced off at Extreme Rules going to that match. And now, like, if she loses again, like, it's just dumb, which is why I think you got to go with giving her the championship. Yeah. And and now Sasha has the Raw title. Mm-hmm. Bailey don't got nothing. Now Bailey's like, what the fuck? Because, like, Bailey was trying so hard to keep Sasha from her championship, even even going so far to beat the shit out of Kyrie Sane on Monday to to lure Asuka away. Like, her interest ain't really in helping Sasha. It's in keeping Sasha away from her belt. So if she ended up losing her shit, what she got? Nothing. So, like, I feel like eventually, uh, maybe as recently as this Friday, uh, as soon as this Friday, rather, we're going to get Bailey losing that championship because I think that's the only way they can get out of this. Bailey loses. Uh, they lose the tag titles at some point at SummerSlam. And look at SummerSlam. Look at the the history of the SummerSlam, SummerSlam and the in the four horsewomen. Like Sasha and Charlotte and Becky's first pay-per-view was SummerSlam. Uh the year after that, uh, we had uh Sasha and uh and Charlie at SummerSlam. Um the year after that was actually when Sasha lost, I think she lost to Alexa Bliss uh, in 2017. She, she, beat she beat Alexa and lost to Alexa a week later. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, so like, is you know, it, it, it look at 2018. Uh, Charlotte won the uh, the the SmackDown Women's Championship off of uh, Becky Lynch, and then Becky just went off on her, and that ended up turning Becky into a megastar. So like, SummerSlam and the Four Horsewomen go together like peanut butter and jelly. And we've already seen one horsewoman turn turn on another one at SummerSlam. So I feel like this this is when it makes sense. Like SummerSlam is when those big angles kind of get kicked, you know, kind of kicked off going into the fall, those big fall angles. And this one is perfect for that. They might they That's might the best way they can get out of this mess, honestly. There might be some seeds planted, but I think realistically, um, I mean all the seeds been getting planted all year. Like we've been pushing this. Yeah, away so long. Like the seeds have been getting planted since since January. We started seeing these hints like, drop. Like, oh yeah, Sasha want that belt. Yeah, it, like, what it, they we waiting really for? Get, man? We really get we not, my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> we really, we really get like some direction for for when when it'll finally start to to get hot. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I don't I don't think Nikki's gonna win honestly, and I think that the only reason she shouldn't win is if you're finally going to pull the trigger and have her lose it, which I'm, I'm all for. I said I want to see that. So if that happens, then all the better. Now, the tag titles, I, I they should lose it soon. It's just a matter of who do they lose it to because, you know. Bianca Belair and Ruby Riot really the only ones they building up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they, they, they keep – Going to a real stop start with the iconic, so it's like I don't, I don't feel great about that one. But I mean, the, the, 
I feel like it's just going to be another chapter. Like I said, it's just really going to get dragged out a while into, you know, the next year. And it's a good way to really build this up and suspend disbelief for a while for the people who don't think it's going to happen. But it's a long time to wait. I ain't crazy about it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's, oh, it's taking way too long. Um, it is, it is. Yeah. The second thing, though, that I have for you about Sasha, uh, and this might, you might not be crazy about this, you might not be happy about it, but I got to ask this question. Uh, isn't it a little early to be celebrating a Sasha world title victory? <laughs> you know, because... Uh, Never too early, man. This it's special. There's some parameters that we, we got to get I know. around. I'm, a, I'm aware, <laughs> but listen, I'm aware of that. However, this one, this one's different. This one is actually building towards something else. Like we see oh, it's built towards something oh, else. So oh, like, if she gonna lose the belt and not get to defend it successfully again, at least this time it makes sense. Whereas the other times, it didn't make no damn sense at all. Well, this was. So like this one, I'm fine with it. Like even last week, when I thought like, I mean she, even if they did take the you know, the the decision at Extreme Rules and, and make it official, like, even if they did do that, she still probably would have, like, had it reversed the next day. So, like, I knew I knew that then, but, like, I'll still celebrate. Like, it's just one more onto the record. I mean, they do that with Charlotte. Yeah, she she yeah, lose yeah. all the time. She lose quick, too, all the time. Like, a lot of her last reign, she didn't get to defend cleanly or successfully. Like, she beat Bailey and then lost it five days later. So, like, I mean, she, it's the same thing. And I've seen, I seen a lot of Oscar fans on social media complaining about it too, you know. And yeah, it, it sucks for her because, like, her title reign, she didn't defend the title clean once at all in any of her title defenses during this current reign. And then, uh, you know, we know how the, the, the last two reigns with the, the SmackDown title went not too well. Uh, so yeah with, with Asuka it's kind of it sucks but as we said with her we, we can always heat her back up like she hasn't really been booked as badly as people like to say you know 2018 it was pretty terrible after Wrestlemania but like since then she's she's been booked okay like I, I look at Sasha and Bailey, they haven't been booked well at all and they've been around for five years so they've just started being booked very well and they deserve it. So like, yeah, I'm not, it, it, it's not a one. It's a, like I say all the time, it's a soap opera. Like you don't need to get as invested in it like that. Like it's for entertainment purposes only. Let them have this, like they, they haven't had a chance to run like this before and they deserve it. Uh, and I'm glad we get to witness it. That's all I'm saying. That and that Oscar could get, get heat back, she get heated back up again. Like, like, you know, like, 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 I like, I gave the, the nickname to Drew earlier this year, leftover lasagna. <laughs> like, Drew McIntyre is good now, like, he's a champ, he he don't need it. You know, we're gonna talk about Drew in a second, but but Oscar is is the female version of leftover lasagna. She's good, she can get heated back up at any time, and uh. Now we getting a killer, so like it's 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 good for the character development too. So it's not bad. Like I didn't think I didn't think the ending was stupid. Like if I saw my friend getting jumped backstage, like Oscar's a killer. She know that she confident enough in herself 
to say, like, I've beaten Sasha Banks several times. Like, I don't think Sasha Banks has ever beaten Asuka at all. So it's like, this bitch can't beat me. I don't give a fuck about this. Even if I do lose my belt, I can get it back. Yeah, I don't think she has. So? Yeah, in, in the moment when it first happened, I was like, yo, y'all really gonna have Sasha win the title like this? But when I saw afterwards when she came out, and she was like, she was losing it. I'm like, okay. Now we good. Now we're on the right track. It's a shitty way to lose your belt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't typically lose by countout, and you lost by countout for something you ain't had no point, I mean, no no position in. You had nothing to do with how you lost your belt to begin with. I mean, the actual physical belt, like, she was still the champion. But yeah. she didn't lose, like, the way she lost the physical championship, it wasn't her fault. She didn't do anything wrong. And now she, like, officially lost the belt. It's not her fault. Like, I lost my belt because y'all mess with my girl. Y'all mess with my homegirl. I'm about to fuck everybody up. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win for everybody. Like, no matter what happens. Like, she she either going after Bailey, she going after Sasha, either one. Like, I think this also, also eventually solve a problem that is – very noticeable, and that's the lack of women on SmackDown. Like, so if if Bailey goes after Sasha's belt now going forward, and they have that feud on Raw, you can probably guarantee there's going to be some trades happening. Oh yeah. So we can get some more women on SmackDown. We free up Bailey and Sasha off there. We can finally get Naomi the chance everybody's looking for. Like Lacey Evans can do her thing over there. Whoever else. So I think it, it down the line, like y'all may not like it now, but I mean, this is if I was booking the show, I, I would have like the effects of this trickle down everywhere else amongst the division on both shows, and they can easily do that. Cut the check, Vince. Cut the check, Vince. Hey, let's move on, man. Uh, also on Raw this week, Randy Orton uh, challenged Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. Uh, basically said, like, fam, I've been on a run all year long. Like, Randy Orton basically said, I'm in my bag. Yeah. I want a shot at the belt. Like, it's been a while. Like, Randy Orton hasn't been WWE champion uh, in three years. Um, so, following uh, the Extreme Rules rematch with Dolph Ziggler, uh, the stipulation was uh, it was just an Extreme Rules match again. This time, it was Extreme Rules for Drew. Uh, the Mac man got hit with an RKO out of nowhere. Uh, where do we go with this one, man? Um, should, you know, should should Drew continue this heater? Or do we got to, you know, pull the trigger on Randy? I think, personally, you got to pull the trigger on Randy right here. He got to win number 14. Like, Drew left over lasagna. He'll be all right. For me, it's got to there, – there isn't a discussion about this. Because Randy has to win at SummerSlam. And here's why. And initially, I was just going to go off the strength of the fact that look at who he's run through in the last couple of months. He had the greatest match with Edge, you know what I'm saying? Ran through Christian, runs through Big Show. He's on like a Legends tour. I got excited about this now because it like reminds me more of 05, 06 Randy. Mm-hmm. Which, brings me, which brings me now to why I really think it needs to happen because we've been here before. Go back to 07 
when he got back to yes. his legend killer bag and started running through people, Shawn Michaels, RVD, and everybody just like lining them up. Mm-hmm. And then led to SummerSlam against John Cena, and he just lost. And it was a series of matches. It was like, okay, now he loses there. Then he attacks his father. They had to rematch it Unforgiven. A great opportunity lost for him to, to win. Yeah, he should have won that. He lost there. Then they had to set up for him to face off at No Mercy, but Cena got injured. And he had and to I think him. Orton was going to win there anyway at No Mercy. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was like you had to go through so many hurdles and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Randy got the belt and he had his run. But it was like, it felt like kind of you missed the mark. You got to where you needed to be, but you missed the mark a little bit. Here, it's it's so different now because you know Randy is just he never misses. But mm-hmm. right now it's just like I you hear it all the time when he's motivated, he's the best in the game, and he's motivated now more than he's been in a long time. You know, and this is gonna be one of the better runs we got. And I think more than anything else, Drew gets a lot more progression for him i'll say you know it, it looks It'll better, be better when he's, yeah when he's chasing the belt because when he was yeah when he got into when he won the rumble and everything like that it was like that's when the stock was really rising up you know he hasn't been bad as champ at all but i think it's it's one of those things where you know we take a break now he had his run let him chase the belt again let him you know grow some more and i think a program with randy is really gonna you know kind of lock it up for him like he's really gonna rise a lot more working with Randy because I mean he's done the best you know he could do right now given the scenario where everything Mm -hmm. is right now but I think you know you gotta you gotta look out for the guy that's been here for so long and Randy I mean he he's had a lot of rings that were forgettable you know but this is one where it's like it brings you back this is the this is that guy this is the legend killer so, uh, at least for the time being, and I I don't know for sure. This is stuff I, I hear about and I read about. But if he does win, it's probably going to last rest of the year into next year. And then the edge comes back is a possibility for them to you know go at it, maybe at Mania, something like that. And I'm all down to see Edge go for a world title again. But yeah. Now, these are just possibilities. You know, I think they factor Edge in here eventually as well. Um, they have they had their third match day. They blow off Hell in a Cell, hopefully. Uh, but it was supposed to be at SummerSlam. They were supposed yeah, to I think, I, think I quit match. Yeah, I think I heard of that too. Um, also seen Hell in a Cell for SummerSlam going around as well. Uh, but I, I think, you know, you could have – them trade the title a couple of times too. maybe have Randy win at SummerSlam, just really solidify himself, have Drew get it back down the line, have them kind of go back and forth a little bit. And then uh, eventually in, you know, one of them rematches, Edge comes back, costs Randy the, the title and they, they go at it again, had a blow off uh, early next year. So that's a good way they can do it. Uh, do you ever know Randy Orton really get hot like every four to five years, like, like four years ago, he, he faced Brock at a at SummerSlam, and uh, he ended up having a, the white feud, and he kind of fizzled after that. Um, and then you know before that, he had the authority angle, and then before that, he had the uh, you know 
putting people in the house, you know, putting people in the head, having Triple H breaking his house and oh, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. So like every few years he get hot. Like he, he know how to how to manage himself. And I think uh that's proven uh to be a, a good thing, a positive, because people don't get tired of Randy Orton because he's around and kind of in the in the limelight constantly, like John Cena was. Like he he's there, but like he'll he'll kind of let me chill out a little bit and then I can come back at you. Kind of reminds me like, and this might be a little blasphemous, kind of remind me of Jay-Z a little bit. Cause Jay-Z, if you think about it, he was never like the undisputed hottest number one guy in the game at any point in his career. Like yeah. early on, it was, you know, uh, cause he started out, when he started out, Pac and Big was still alive. When he, when he dropped his first album, both of them were still alive. So they were still the hottest guys. And then, like, Pop died, Big died. And, uh, you know, around that time, like, DMX came hot. DMX was a hotter rapper than Jay-Z at, at the late 90s. Like, but Jay-Z was still that dude. And then, like, Ja Rule came. And then 50, you know, Eminem and Kanye. Well, I don't say Kanye was big, but maybe, like, Wayne. So, like, Jay-Z never really been the undisputed number one. But like, I think it's who you, depending on who you ask, there's a hip hop fan, they'll, they'll still say he was the best. And I think him kind of taking that back seat, letting somebody else get like all the attention, allowed him to really kind of mellow and do his thing. He never really fizzled out. People never really got tired of him. And I think that's kind of the same thing with Randy Orton. Like, I don't get tired of him, especially when he's not really doing anything. Like what? I don't really get tired of him. I just be like, he's there, but he's still doing his thing. He's yeah. just not that guy right now. I think more so, more than anything else, is that he doesn't have to change much. Like, the only thing that really, that really he does with, with his, his character and everything like that is just, he tweaks, just tweaks a little bit. He doesn't have to change much. Like, a lot of guys have to go through, like, a rebuild or, or rebrand or something like that with their gimmick, or they have to make a, a drastic heel turn or face turn. Randy's just like, you know, just little here, little here, little there, something like that. You know, he'll be an edgy face for a while, or he'll just go straight uphill. It's nothing, nothing major. You know what I'm saying? So it's just how much he wants to put into it, because if he goes all the way in. You know, it's gonna be good. Thanks. Hey, shout out to Randy Orton, man. Uh, my my favorite uh, meet and greet of all time, right there. Ten years old, I was out here with. Uh, let's let's move on to the next topic, man. Um, after getting absolutely smoked. In the tables match at Extreme Rules by Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, former WWE champion Kofi Kingston is going to be taking uh, some time off, uh, six weeks to be exact, to heal up until after SummerSlam, which is leaving us open for the return of Mr. Five Count, Big E. Uh, man, first off, I'm glad we didn't have to go through a, a New Day breakup for this to happen because a lot of people have been pushing for a breakup. And I don't think we need to be breaking teams up, especially legendary ones such as a New Day. Let's not break up a legendary stable. Uh, so, but I'm glad for Kofi pushed for Big E to go do his thing while he was gone, especially, you know, the way his boys pushed for him to do his thing last year. He's passing that on. Man, what direction do you want to see them taking Big E uh, while he's on his own for the next six, uh, six weeks or so? Oh, you're not going to like this. What? But I got I gotta I gotta be honest with you, bro. I gotta be honest. Um I'm really big on ring psychology 
and the stories that that get told it, for me I, I, this is just the way i would book it there's got to be a heel turn for biggie at some point here's why here's why xavier woods you know he's been out he's taking his time getting back when we see him come back i don't think it's going to be for long because he's got a whole second like he's got a whole second thing he's doing outside with you know the game uh his show on the YouTube, his platform is growing, trying to get on a new rebranded G4. Yeah, you know, I've seen that. Whole thing. So, so I think when he comes back, I don't know if it's going to be for long. Then you got Kofi, right? Now, Kofi obviously has you know benefited the most out of the new day. And it, it's taken his, his career from being... You think he you benefited know, more than, than Woods did? Just, just slightly. Because Kofi already had a great career, but I think it took it from being great to now he's in that conversation. Legendary. Like, yeah, yeah, it's up there. For Big E, he never got spotlighted enough that, you know, during that initial singles run. He comes in as, you know, Ziggler's heavy. He doesn't talk much. He's just, you don't, you don't see a lot of his character come out. Now, in New Day, it's like you see he got multiple dimensions to his character. He can, he can make you laugh and all this other stuff. He's entertaining. Ultimately, when his his face turn, well, when his uh, face turn, singles run, when, it, when that comes, and he starts going, it's like you're gonna enjoy it, but it's just it's gonna feel like there's something missing, because you know, and and the other thing too, Kofi's gonna be a perfect target to go after, because he's gonna go through this, he's gonna have this run and everything like that, and maybe he'll get a title shot or something like that, that'd be perfect, but. What's going to come down to it, especially if they stay on SmackDown, there's going to be something that you need to really spice it up. You're going to, you really going to want to, like, you're really going to want to invest into it. You know what I'm saying? Biggie getting a title shot in any day is great. But what's really going to set it off that takes it, because you, if you want to elevate him to the main event, you need something extra. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's just Biggie, again, we haven't seen enough from him. So, you take that and say, you know, Kofi's away. Biggie gets a nice solid run. And he gets to the point where, okay, now he's in the big, he's in the big, you know, main event scene and he's got a good title shot and everything like that. If they don't pull the trigger, now you have the perfect excuse. He could turn and say, Well, I never got I never got my shot. You know, Kofi got his, you know, uh, not so much Xavier, but it's like I'll say it's my time, so I'm taking my time now. That's it. Or they could come back and they'll say they want to go after the tag titles again. Biggie might not be with that. You know what I'm saying? There's more possibilities with him if he ultimately turns heel somewhere down the line. You know what I'm saying? It's not crazy. It's not everybody's cup of tea. I know it's not. I I see it. But it's like there's a story that could be told there that would be compelling. And especially if Woods does come back for an extended period of time, Big E gets into that, you know, main event scene and maybe he wins the title. In a perfect world, we can see potentially if you bring all three of them together, a main event, you know, a WrestleMania title feud between the New Day or get that, uh, that great value version of the Shield triple threat we never got. 
Oh yeah, yeah. But see, <laughs> that, I I don't know if that would have really been great either because I mean, you know, Roman didn't get over the way he was supposed to. Rollins ultimately was the guy that the fans wanted. Dean was just a throwaway, so it, it wouldn't have been that great. With New Day, at least everyone everyone has something that you can you know look into. You know, what I'm saying it kind of like an equal triangle, like same yeah. same degrees on each side. Yeah, everyone has their own part to play. Like I, you know, Biggie's the heavy, Woods is the talker, Kofi is the the high flyer, and makes all the crazy moves and stuff like that. There, there's so much there, you know. But I, I won't be mad either way. You know what I'm saying? Biggie getting a singles push is everything we always wanted. You know what I'm saying? I'm down to see some five counts again. Yes. But I just, I think long term, if this is gonna go for a while. I'm telling you, you want to sell, sell this more, it, it's going to lead to a heel turn. If you want to really turn this all the way up. I agree, man. But uh, I do want to say this, man. We, what we can do, this, this opens the door up for two things. Getting that universal title off of Braun, getting that money in the bank off of Otis. Opens the door for one of those two things. So, all I'm saying, y'all want to give my boy Big E. You know, I know Big E is an Iowa Hawkeye and all that, but I still support him, you know, either way. If you want to give my boy that money in the bank, you want to give him that universal title, I won't be opposed to it. I mean, you just, you know, you do whatever you want to anyway because you just threw the title on Sasha. That made no sense. So do it with Big E, too. You might as well. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Hey, man, uh, in our main event on SmackDown also, uh, you know, we, as you if you can't tell, we really only covering the stuff that kind of matters, in my opinion. Don't want to touch on everything. But uh, in our main event segment, uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Sheamus in a bar fight. Uh, not going to spend too much time on this, but I enjoyed the bar fight. Um, because I did not enjoy this feud. So probably because my expectations were so low, it was actually kind of entertaining. You know, Seamus walked in there with the Neo Fedora. He had the little, you know, Sonny from Godfather uh, overalls yeah. and beater combo going on. Uh, not overalls, they were suspenders, right? Yeah, suspenders. Yeah. Um, I don't wear them, so I don't remember what they're called. Uh, but he walked in there, had, you know, had his little personal bartender that Jeff Hardy laid out a few weeks back. Uh, and they tore that bar up. I wonder how much money WWE paid that bar for them to tear that shit up. <laughs> it had to be a hefty price. But uh, Jeff Hardy ended up getting the win. Um, you know, had uh, Sheamus's fedora was over his face, took it off, and you know, all of a sudden he has face paint on uh, with the color contacts on some uh, Will of the Wisp type stuff. Hits a, a Swanton bomb off the top of a ladder onto the bar floor, uh, which we did not see, which is uh, the benefit of movie magic. So uh, another cinematic match. I did not think it was bad, but uh, but, but Reek is on the opposite side of that coin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've had enough. I was, I was done after Backlash, honestly, because Backlash was a great match. And even though the wrong person won, it, it, that that could have been it. It could honestly could have been it. You 
you take it that that next step further with all the segments on SmackDown, and, and it's like show closing segments. Like, I, I get it. You, there's, there's not a lot of options that you have. You know, Braun's not doing great with the Universal title and his run and everything like that, and you can only expose us so much to Sasha and Bailey on a weekly basis. But this stuff, man, just has gone on too long, and it, it really has. And I, I guess, you know, since there were, there was more than enough going on in Extreme Rules, was a horror show enough that just got bumped off of that and moved to SmackDown, that's fine. If they opened up the show with this, and they, they had it, I think I would have felt better about it. But, you know, it, it happened. It, it wasn't terrible, but it just the whole thing for me, I was done last month. I don't want to see this anymore. And more so, I don't want to see the, this constant attacking him and his past issues about drugs and alcohol. Like, we get it. He's got a past. We've all been frustrated about it. Let's stop talking about it. Because it's... It's old, man. It really is. Like, I know, you know, they, they're not afraid to push top, hot, top, uh, hot button topics with certain guys and girls. But, you know, the, the dude has lived his life. He's been through it all. He's recovered. He's in, in the, the second stint of his career. Let, let's move on. There's so many better things that both of these guys could be doing, especially Sheamus. He just came back, yeah. you know, not that long ago. Cut it out, man. Let these guys move on to some other feuds and do something. Yeah, they, they got a lot more they can do now. Um, the mid card on SmackDown looks really good. Uh, also, don't want to fail to mention on SmackDown, uh, we had a really good uh, Fatal 4-Way number one contenders match for the Intercontinental title. Uh, Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, Lucha House Party. Uh, Shorty G and Drew Gulak, uh, Grand Metalik, uh, ended up winning which is a pleasant surprise. I always advocate for either one of those guys in Lucha House Party getting wins out here, getting attention. Grand Metalik and AJ Styles, like, listen, Grand Metalik and Rey Mysterio was fire last year at Madison Square Garden. Amazing match. Grand Metalik and AJ Styles on SmackDown, championship match about 20 minutes long. Sign me up, fam. I need it. And this, this got Daniel Bryan's handprints all over it. Because if you it like a lot, I've read a lot about it recently that um, Edge has a not Edge, well Edge and Daniel Bryan both on like on Raw and SmackDown respectively, they have a lot of creative influence and they've been working with the creative teams. So you know when you look at some of these guys like Grand Metal League and you know Drew Gulak and everybody else, those are his guys. So this this definitely has his prints all over this, and if that's the case, then this match coming up is going to be fire. Man, I'm excited. I'm I'm definitely excited. I can't wait for this. Uh, SmackDown, like like I was saying, man. Usually, you know, in, in them summer months, they kind of kind of low, but they they pick it up and they've been picking it up. So, can't wait, man. We 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 going to SummerSlam, so hey, you know. And uh, hopefully, hopefully they have SummerSlam too. Uh, apparently, you know, <laughs> they, Florida. They, they they trying to do something on a, a boat or on the beach. I've seen a, a cruise ship. I've seen a beach. So, which which is, I wouldn't mind it because, like, you know, performance center, you know, kind of get exhausting sometimes. Yeah. Like, I low-key wish they would have did the whole money in the bank pay-per-view on top of uh, Titan Tower. But. Might as well have. 
Yeah, I thought it would have been interesting. Just somewhere new, somewhere different. But I, I understand why they didn't. You know, it was kind of a small space. It didn't really didn't really look that well. Uh, I don't think you could have a whole production outside at night. Um, but either way, uh, man, uh, as you may know, you may not know. I don't know if you'll know. Usually record on Wednesday nights. Thank God we have our Wednesday nights. Uh, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad we have our Wednesday nights. Rather. I don't know. It's Malik's quote, not mine. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, man, which one you want to talk about first, man? NACAW. Let's get AEW out the way because I didn't catch it. All right, AEW, let's do it, man. Uh, we kicked it off. We got a – I hate when they do this shit. We had a 10-man tag match. I hate these, like – I hate these matches on AEW Dynamite that have, like, more than eight people in them, these tag matches. It kind of – it's just it's just too much going on. And so I kind of find myself tuning out. Uh, this one, it was a Jurassic Express, uh, which is Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, and the best friends, uh, Chuck Trent, Orange Cassidy. Uh, they defeated the Inner Circle. Uh, like I said, I tuned out, but it, it was kind of whatever. Uh, because of distraction from Matt Hardy, uh, Matt Hardy ended up distracting Sammy Guevara. Uh, Luchasaurus ended up getting the win, uh, pinning Sammy in the match. Uh, and we will- still beefing? Yeah, they, they're 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 still beefing, which is like Matt Hardy. I'm over it, man. At this point, man. Like, like how many things you gonna run him over with? Come on, man. But like, is it just me or just Matt Hardy? Just don't have a place in this company. I don't think he was looking for him. To be honest, I think it was just like wanted something to he do. He says it. I, I, I'm trying to to help these these young guys, and that that's really all it is. He just shows up to. That's you know, cool. Help them off add, of TV. Add some value to what they're doing, I guess. I don't know. You, you can do that off of television, though. Like, <laughs> you, you don't – I don't think he has a fit on TV. He doesn't really have a place on television. Um, so every time I see him pop up, it's just like, what, what is he doing? Like, one week he's with Private Party. The next week he's with the Elite. The next yeah. week he's, like, feuding with Sammy Guevara. The next week, like, he's involved with Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. Like, I just – I'm – at this point, I'm confused. He doesn't. He doesn't have a place. That's all I'm saying. Uh, find something for him to do off of television. I think you know he can do pretty well there. Have him be the manager of somebody, like that actually makes sense. Like him being private party's manager made zero sense. He was out there dressed like Michael Hayes was when Michael Hayes oh. was him and his brother. Oh manager, no! And that made no sense. Oh no! <laughs> so. No, you got to stop, bro. That that was that was a while ago. That was a while ago. But he could do some. He could do some 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 promo segments or something like that. Work with creative guys, but like you said, be a manager. Just 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 be a manager back. and it makes sense though, at least. Yeah, yeah. He he, like, he was hype about being there and getting away from WWE, but it's like it, it, we don't even really see what the. What's the benefit for you, right? Or now? you go from like having no direction to having too much. Like let's let's find a medium here, and uh, I think we can do well. Uh, next up for the TNT title, uh, Cody defeated a uh, Warhorse, who apparently is very big on the indie scene. I don't follow the indie scene that closely, so I didn't know this guy who he was. Uh, but apparently he's he's a big name. A lot of fans were, uh, you know, tweeting at Cody to 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 book him. Uh, he did. They had a decent match like I didn't know like I said I didn't know much about the guy but he's you know really good uh very reminds me of like a 
in independent version of Ultimate Warrior. Like had that intensity. Uh well, it was a lot better in the ring. Um after the match, uh Cody and Warhorse get jumped by a couple dudes from the Dark Order. Uh and out comes Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, uh making his AEW debut saving Cody Rhodes. And uh just like Clockwork, we got a lot of this guy's gonna get treated very well in AEW. Yeah as well as Sean Spears, as well as Brody Lee, as well as all those other guys that they haven't done a damn thing with. Uh, <laughs> I have zero interest in in uh, the formerly known as Zack Ryder doing pretty much anything uh, in AEW. I wouldn't mind, real quick, I wouldn't mind seeing him take the title off Cody, though. Because if we know If anything, you turn him heel, go ahead. Yeah, if we know anything about Zack Ryder and, you know, how he treats his championships, I think he could give the TNT title the facelift that it so desperately needs. And I'm being polite when I say that. But you might have made you might have made a fact yeah. right now. Yeah, I I'd be down for that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, good we'll point. See. We'll see. That's uh that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh next up, uh Jericho comes back out with the with the inner circle irate at Matt Hardy, and uh he challenges Orange Cassidy. Uh, to a Super Wednesday debate next week, because uh, next week is Super Tuesday. Um, yeah, so, uh, it, yeah, they, they uh, and we're going to see a little bit here uh, later on, we're going to talk about it, but AEW seems uh, like they're going to lean really into uh, doing a lot of stuff, uh, parodying the election year. So, yeah, so we got to... I, I, I saw the tail end of that, that MJF promo. It was yeah. Campaigning. Yeah, so... We, yeah, we're going we to get to the MJF thing in a sec. But, uh, yeah, so we're getting a, a, a Super Wednesday debate uh, here versus a guy that talks too much and a guy that don't talk at all. So uh, I think that should be interesting. Um, we'll see. Uh, and then uh, also challenge Orange Cassidy to a rematch uh, in two weeks as well. Um, backstage, we get a segment with FTR. I'm not going to lie with you. Uh, not going to lie to you. I don't know what the hell is going on. But I've seen a uh, hangman page come in there and pour them some drinks. Um, next up, we get a yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we get a the dark order, uh, Stu Grayson, evil Uno, uh, versus uh, hangman and Kenny Omega for the tag titles. Kenny Omega came out last, and uh, the dark order uh, started attacking hangman before the bell. And Kenny Omega just kind of like stands on the ramp, kind of confused, and like, what the hell. And like takes his time to to get down to the ring before running down to the ring. So, uh, but at the end of it, uh, FTR came out and uh, helped them uh, help the elite run off the Dark Order. And so we're gonna get a, a match next week uh, with that one, and uh, we'll, we'll touch on that here a little bit later. Uh, next up, the women's tag tournament rules are explained. Uh, hold on to you, hold on to your seat here, Reek. Uh, it's a random drawing. Uh, so it's a, all the teams are randomly drawn. No, there's no set teams here um, going into it, uh, which is an interesting wrinkle. Not mad at that. All the participants will draw a color from a hat and uh, the matching colors will be teammates and you cannot appeal your teammate. Uh, Nyla Rose ended up drawing, uh, she drew purple and her partner, Her partner is Ariane Andrew, uh, formerly known as Cameron from the Funkadactyls. 
Hold on. I don't know if y'all heard that. I had to screenshot Reek's face right now. <laughs> Why? Why? Why is Arian Andrew in AW? Like, I know, like, yeah, yeah, they were. Listen, hold on. Let me get my stuff off first, real quick. People were clamoring. People were clamoring for diversity, for more representation in AW with black women. So, what do they do? They sign. They sign the person responsible for one of my favorite Stone Cold Steve Austin memes of all time. <laughs> I, <I'm>, <laughs> I have never, never watched a, a, a match with, with, Cameron, Ariane, whichever, whichever she's going by. I've never watched one of her matches. And yet I know in my heart it's not good. So what were the qualifications that made her a signing, a quality signing for AEW? I need to, I need to know that. I need to talk to I need to talk to Cody and Tony Khan and everybody. I need to know. What the fuck? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Because let's, 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 let's be clear about this. When we talked about representation in terms of, you know, the athlete, not to say she's not athletic, but when we talk about representation in terms of, you know, who we want to see competing, I, nobody said nothing. Nobody mentioned her name. Nobody mentioned Cameron or Ariane. We didn't say that because I, as far as I'm concerned, I, she ain't a good wrestler. You know, I, she wasn't a great talker either, to be honest. She has some quips here and there that make you kind of, you know, giggle, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but um, no, no, nothing to note, to be honest. I think maybe you might want to consider a different profession. So um, how <sighs> she teaming with Nyla Rose? And like, why why'd you do that to your women's champion too, though? Like somebody who is making their debut, which I think like you probably won't do anything. One, why is Nyla Rose in the tournament to begin with? Like I know you have a limited amount of women, but she's your champion. She probably doesn't need to be doing this. You can, you got a whole bunch of other women that you have on um, on AW Dark. I, I don't know how many participants are in this tournament, but you have a lot of different women on Dark that you could probably just have and just you know bring in for this. You got like Diamante finally. Uh, had a had another match on Dynamite tonight. Um, you have a lot of other women that that are usually on Dark. Like I've seen, like you know, you've invited Faye Jackson a lot. You could have her in this tournament. Hopefully, she is. Um, but come on, that, that division that division isn't even that deep. How are they doing a, a tournament, a women's tag team tournament? I mean, you don't got to have a lot of exclusive co uh, uh, competitors in this tournament. Like you don't have to have exclusive contracting people here so i think that might be a way they can get around it it's not like wwe where pretty much everybody on that show is contracted exclusively oh. like warhorse was on the show tonight he's not contracted yeah eddie yeah. kingston i don't think was contracted last week no it wasn't so like that might be a way around it um what i'm gonna do though man I'm gonna go watch a lot of old episodes of a uh, of main event and superstars, and go watch some uh, some Cameron matches and see if I'm missing something. 
that sent me, bro. That sent me all like I, I had to I had to make sure I'm think I was thinking of the right person when you said that name because I'm like, hey, yeah, that's exactly what sure? I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh but however, uh let's, let's yeah, anyway. Um we get a promo from Britt Baker. Uh, and she was, you know, talking about uh, Big Swole again. So uh, I think we're coming along um, around the time they said Britt should be back. They said before All Out. So um, pretty sure Britt Baker and Big Swole will end up uh, drawing the same color and being forced to team together because they cannot appeal. And uh, they'll probably in, end up winning it, which I wouldn't be opposed to because both of those women need to be doing something uh in ring wise because out of the ring they've been very entertaining the past few months but in the ring they haven't done much of anything uh Britt Baker obviously hasn't been able to because she's been hurt uh Big Swole on the other hand has been on dark a lot put her on dynamite please um next up man we get a MJF uh state of the union hashtag MJF 2020 hashtag not my champion listen People talk about that Cody promo before Full Gear as being one of the best promos of all time. Uh, hint, hint for next week, by the way. Um, but I think this MJF promo might have might have been. Mm, he dropped some bars. He was spitting some facts. Um, and if you haven't seen it, I got some quotes for you. He um, started it off with probably the biggest fact. Quote, we all know wrestling fans aren't that bright, unquote. Um, but he 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 gets into it and uh he just lays into John Moxley this whole promo. Uh quote, a guy on top of the card who gets to do whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to, wrestle whoever he wants to, because he came from a place of titans, quote unquote is old news brother did the, he did the hulk hogan voice and everything Uh-oh. he says there is no wrestling even though it's literally in our company's name all i see are a bunch of guys performing gymnastics and doing flips in an attempt to make viewers at home think they're good at their job mm. He says, you have been brainwashed into thinking that is what good professional wrestling is. More facts, in my opinion, it's more facts. Uh, he says, a world champion is supposed to lead by example. He's not supposed to cosplay as a specific wrestler, and that is a stone cold fact. <laughs> he issues a challenge for John Moxley's AEW championship at All Out. And let me just say, after that promo, put the belt on my guy because, one, I have zero interest in John Moxley's championship reign at this point. And MJF is champion. If he's going to talk like that every single week, and one of his biggest gripes that I forgot to mention in this promo is that he doesn't show up every single week because he says that the show has a champion that would rather steal all the spotlight than to share the spotlight with him. I need it. I need an MJF title reign in my life. This guy is one of the few, listen, I, I, I'm, 
I'm usually kind of on the fence about MJF. Like, I like him sometimes, and then sometimes I think, like, man, this ain't really it. Like, this character ain't really it. Like, the things he does, like, I think he leans into being a devil's advocate against kayfabe a little bit too much sometimes. But, yeah. But when he hitting like this, though. Well, my thing is, once he split from Cody, I knew this was this was coming. I didn't think it was going to be this soon. I thought that it was going to be a slow burn. But I'm with you. Sometimes all it takes is one good, you know, solid, hard-hitting promo to really kickstart a, a nice run. So if this is the MJF we're going to get for the foreseeable future, I got no issues, you know. And if he wins the championship, go all in with it. No pun intended. Go all in with it. Have him coming out here talking shit like Trump, mm-hmm. talking shit on 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 in speeches like Trump, talking shit on Twitter like Trump. Just just lean into it. Just make him a really just Trump esque douchebag wrestling character. Cause MJF can do it, man. Like I'm I'm all hundred percent for an MJF uh, championship ring. Back in 04, we did not appreciate John Bradshaw Layfield because we hated him so much. Yes. But that was the point. That was the point. He was just go off and just spew just everything in every city, just at every ethnicity group. This dude was just, he was Donald Trump before Donald Trump in terms of wrestling. MGF has that potential. So I'm saying, like, if that if that's where we are going, Let's get it. You have to go. Like you can't you can't dip your feet in it. You just gotta just hit it right off rip. If he and Moxley go at it, first go around, he has to win. He has to win the rematch, and he has to carry that belt for at least the next eight to nine months, maybe a year. Let let him really dig in with it. You know, you can saying? go all in with it, especially like you know if. Sorry, guys. If Trump happens to win this November again, you can really <laughs> lean into it with MJF for real. <laughs> you can really lean into it. Uh, JBL, man, like like you said, I you didn't appreciate him. He was actually so great as a heel. Like I kind of yeah. forget. Like I, every time I find out that he actually like cares about people in real life and cares about social issues and like. Like he 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 goes out. He's a philanthropist. He does you know work with with children in Africa, and you don't hear about it. So like, usually when you don't hear about it, I actually have more of a comfort that people are doing it out the kindness of their own hearts rather than attention. Because like he's been doing this for years, and I just found out about it like a couple months ago. And then like uh, John Lewis passed away a few uh, weeks ago, and like he even tweeted about him. That shocked me. I was like, bro, I could swore you just like a one of them. <laughs> so shout out to JBL, man. Uh, and in our main event on AEW, we get a uh, John Moxley and Darby Allen uh, defeated uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks uh, next week. Uh, we got a little stack lineup here on this show. We get a FTR uh, and the Elite, all four of them, versus the Dark Order: uh, Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, and uh, two other niggas who I don't know of. Um, in a 12-man tag team match. Stop with these damn multi-men tag matches, please. 
Uh, also, we have Jericho uh, and Orange Cassidy having their debate with a special guest moderator. Wonder who that'll be. Uh, MGF is going to follow up on his State of the Union. Uh, we get a uh, Cody and Matt Cardona versus uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order, the guys that jumped them earlier. And uh, Darby Allen and John Moxley for the AEW World Championship is next week as well. Uh, NXT. NXT just as good, just as high. Uh, we started off with uh, Io Shirai and Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Uh, Io, uh, the women's champion, and Tegan get the win. Uh, nice little match, nice little opener. Um, Johnny Gargano defeated Roderick Strong. I want a rematch at TakeOver this one, by the way, because uh, this was a banger, and I need a rematch in like an Iron Man match or something. Like, just let them go at it. Need it. Real, real quick. Yeah. I, I was saying earlier about ring psychology. This is how you know that when inevitably the Undisputed Era splits, because they will, Roddy is going to be the one that, that goes off and goes face and probably has a, a clash with Adam Cole down the line because it's like you saw that match. Roddy was kind of wrestling like a face. Because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, Gargano is the, is the heel on the show, but it's like you, you saw that the, the face quality coming out of Roddy. You did. That match. And I mean, it was a banger regardless. It, but and you like, saw that for a reason. And uh, got something to say about that later on. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, because uh, Kyle O'Reilly is back. He re rejoined the Undisputed Era backstage, and Undisputed Era is like, hey, let's let's get back on our shit, man. Like, let's, like we lost all our belts. Let's get back on our shit. Um, Mercedes Martinez defeated Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Robert Stone Brand is getting some more momentum as uh, every week goes on. Uh, Ridge Holland, no idea who that is, but they ran a video package for him. Uh, he's debuting next week, uh, and he's going to be uh, in one of those North American title qualifiers, uh, those qualifying triple threat matches. Uh, apparently, he's a former rugby player, a uh, very athletic dude. So uh, I'm going to see. I'm going to see what he got out there. Uh, Keith Lee, NXT champion, calls out Karrion Cross. Uh, I think we got our first ever shit on NXT, and we got two of them from Keith Lee. <laughs> Didn't know Keith Lee had a you know the ability to cuss, but did, that's that was like whoa. It caught me off guard. I was like, whoa, Keith Lee cussed? Yeah, he really mad. Like, like that's how you know he mad, which I think is and, like. And I, usually that doesn't get me. Like, okay, people say shit on TV, it's not a big deal. But yeah, for him, I'm like, whoa. Which is like, <laughs> when when they say shit on AEW, and like the way the fans just be like. Oh, he said shit. Like, how old are y'all? Y'all five? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, but this is different. This is this is Keith Lee. Like, you ever watch Keith Lee's interviews? Feel like Keith Lee doesn't cuss at all. Like yeah. in general conversation. So like him saying it was a big deal. It was more of a big deal than Corey Graves saying shit on Raw last year, than Kevin Owens saying shit. <laughs> like he said shit like three times this year on Raw. Kevin Owens did. Yep. Which is like USA, y'all could have let my guy Keith Lee say shit uncensored. Y'all let Kevin Owens say it uncensored on the same channel. Come on, fam. Let my guy say, let my guy, you know, pun intended, let him get his shit off. And Shayna, too. Shayna, Shayna, Shayna did say shit. Yeah, like uh, with, with, with Becky. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tear the shit out of you. She did. People don't say that. <laughs> I, was watching, I was watching Ups and Downs with, with uh, Simon. <laughs> Nobody the, talks like that. 
Yeah, because when she did that interview last week, when she was watching the match, she's like, yeah, nobody talks like that. Yeah. They really don't. Like, ugh, cringy. Which is like, you know, we, we got our promo madness coming up. Yeah. Hockey want to do a mini one with, with the worst promos. Oh. <laughs> hey, we can talk about listen, that later, man. Listen, there's only one winner. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out right now. There's only one winner. Which one? You should have died in the womb. Oh, I wish you died. Oh <laughs> man, that's the only way it ends, bro. What's beating that? That's the worst thing I've ever seen on TV in my life. Hey man, y'all just y'all just uh, what's what's the uh, what's the auto the audible version of of witnessing? Uh, I don't know it, so I'm gonna say witness. Y'all just witnessed it here, man. The the <laughs> fastest tournament of all time. The worst promo tournament ever. Yeah. Nikki Bella and Brie Bella. 2000 some point. 15, 16. Was it for it was 14. It was it was yeah, it was yeah, 14. Right yeah. Back, you died in the womb. I wish you died in the womb. Nah, fam. Uh anyway, let's let's <laughs> I forgot about I lost that. faith in humanity after that. <laughs> Like, I really swear I did. Like, there's certain bad things. So, hold on, real quick. Like, while we were talking about, like, the, the Super Wednesday and, like, the MJF thing, do you remember when Vince McMahon, in 2008, before the election, and he had the two dude, he had a dude dressed up like Barack Obama, and he had somebody dressed up like Hillary, and they had a match on roll? You remember that? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, man. uh next up uh on NXT uh tag champs Imperium Fabian Eigner Marcel Bartel uh defeated Everrise uh Everrise was on the show again and uh they ended up losing again a very quick match afterwards undisputed era came out and laid them boys out I got hyped for that I don't even know why oh. like, I was like, yo let's go <laughs> touching on what you said earlier where Roger Strong worked that match as a face. It looks like Undisputed Era may be turning face here and uh, going after their tag titles again because, you know, Imperium are the heels. Undisputed Era uh, had very face energy, and uh, they came off very baby-face-like in this segment. I've said that the whole time. And the other thing, too, for like a split second, I started to think, yo, are they going to turn on Adam? Because you saw the way Bobby Fish was looking at Adam like right behind him in the corner I'm like yo they're not about to jump Adam Cole right now like I got this for a split second I'm like oh shit so we, we all wanted yeah we all wanted them to be face anyway because everybody loves the Undisputed Area yeah. like the night they debuted they beat the shit out of Drew McIntyre and the fans cheered them and yeah. they love Drew McIntyre in NXT so Nobody I can't wait for this one Undisputed Era, they'll be good babyface or heels, and I'm very interested uh, in seeing how a babyface Adam Cole translates onto television. Like we've seen the other guys be babyfaces before, so a babyface Adam Cole, well, we haven't seen them be faces on, on NXT besides Roderick Strong, but uh, babyface Adam Cole, we've seen it before on the indies, so um, here... It's poor timing to try and get a, an Adam Cole babyface. <laughs> Just little... Bad timing with that whole uh, thing with uh, Pat. You know, yeah, did you see they, they ran a little video packages for that, too? 
Is that how he turns face? He apologizes and he just becomes a sympathetic figure. <laughs> is, that guess, how, is that what they did it for? And then they had Triple H on too on the show. They could not have. They, they did a oh, worse work. job. It's the yeah, worst yeah. work of all time. <laughs> like it really is. Like you could have at least given me a little hint. Like okay, maybe, maybe just maybe you could sell it as if it were work. Nah, nah. You made it so obvious. Let's have a boss on the show too next week and just have him talk about it. Oh, yeah. So, but Babyface Adam Cole, Babyface Undisputed Era is good because besides Keith Lee and like Dexter Loomis, who really are like the faces on that show, like Matt Riddle's gone, like Dijak is out. Yeah, he's probably gone. So you know, you don't really have a good you know Babyface is really dry there. So now oh, you, uh, looks like you got four. Well, uh, what's his name? Uh, Thick Boy. I can't think of his name. <laughs> I don't like calling another dude Thick Boy. Bronson Reed. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just now building him up, though. So, like, he don't really, he ain't really got, you know, the, the momentum there. So, Undisputed Era, those four guys, they really make up for uh, where you're lacking in, in, the, in the face department there. Um, yeah, that's true. At, at least outside of the cruiserweights, because in the cruiserweight we got a Isaiah Swerve Scott defeating Jake Atlas, a cool little match. I, I like to see Jake Atlas get more time on TV. It seems like he comes out, uh, no pun intended, every like month and yeah. loses, and then he's gone again for like another month. And he was supposed to be like one of those big signings that they get, and they don't. I mean, come on, listen, he's he's LGBT. Yeah, but I mean, like, why? Like, that should be a no-brainer. Like, to to want to showcase him, like, especially WWE does. They take every every single opportunity to be a, a PR, just get some good press, some some positive press. Like having you know Jake Atlas and you know uh, Sonya Deville. On your on your programs a lot more often can do that like so hopefully you know we can see more Tegan Knox if that's what they're trying to do like I'm just surprised that somebody you know a, a company that's always likes to lean into this that they're not taking advantage of probably the 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 easiest and I, I'm not saying just give these people opportunities just because they're LGBT I'm not saying that I'm not. You know, I'm, I actually speak against giving people opportunities for, you know, just because of, you know, affirmative action reasons. I'm not, I'm not for that. But if you, you might as well, like, that's, that's what you use, that's what you usually like to do. So I'm surprised they haven't. Um, Yo, random thought though, you know, ever since Tegan came out, I had this thought, you know, this, I, I feel like since they were so close, I feel like she smashed Dakota at some point. You heard? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. I thought about it. I'm like, damn. I see her like, damn. All, like, all this time. Dakota <laughs> ain't ever about to get at me. Like, yo, hashtag get at me, Dakota. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't care what you did. You know, it's not about where you've been. It's not about where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, man. And then our main event, uh, Triple Threat North American Ladder Match Qualifier, we get a Dexter Loomis uh put Timothy Thatcher to sleep. Uh, Finn Balor also was in the match, uh, got protected really well. Uh, I don't know where he aligns either. So like, he might be a face, he might be heel. Think you're better off making him a face. But 
yeah, Dexter Loomis uh, is in a ladder match along with uh, Bronson Reed. So we got three more that we got to put in there. So next week, uh, we're getting uh, Damian Priest versus Oni Lorcan versus Rich Holland. Uh, they also turned Damian Priest a few weeks ago, too. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knew. Um, so that, should, that should be cool. Yeah, just like a handshake after the match. And then, like, he's feuding with Cameron Grimes. I also forgot to mention Cameron Grimes got his ass beat by Keith Lee uh, oh, yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> we also get in Dakota Kai and Rhea Ripley. I think they said that is a number one contenders match. And uh, and for the tag team titles, Imperium versus Undisputed Era, which I believe is uh, Kyle, Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish, uh, which is the usual pairing. But, uh, man, NXT or AW, man, which one, uh, which one did you enjoy more this week? You know, I gotta stick to my guns. I'm always team NXT, man. It's like there, there's rare occasions where I'm spending more time watching AEW than NXT. It just, it just doesn't happen at the end of the day, you know. And and that's not, that's not to knock AEW because I know they're sensitive over there, but it's just (laughs) NXT just got more to work with, and they, they know what they're doing over there, man. Yeah, I think uh, with with AEW. They they just haven't been around long, so you know WWE they they know how to operate. They know how to yeah. you know they they used to this. They ain't new to this. So with that, they kind of put on a, a smoother, a more smoothly produced show. Uh, whereas AEW, they they still you know kind of taking their bumps and taking their lumps here. Uh, I like both shows, but as always, I, I always got to go with NXT. Man, uh, the the characters on here I'm more established with. Um, you know, Undisputed Era, Johnny Gargano, Champo, wherever the hell he's at, Keith Lee. Uh, I, I know those guys, like the guys on AEW, besides like the WWE guys that were there, I don't really know much more about those people. And the yeah. matches don't really, they're not my cup of tea either. So NXT, man, uh, is where I'm going to give it to. Uh, this has been another edition of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, man. Next week, Promo Madness, Young Kings Wrestling Promo Madness, man. Um, I'm going to let y'all know the rules right here. It's going to be four of us, man. You know, the, the usual four, you know, whenever we have four-man pods, me, uh, Reek, Malik, and my guy, Zay, uh, we will be taking uh, four decades plus, you know, 2020s, um, including uh 80s, 90s, 2000s, and then the 2010s plus 2020. Uh, promos, going to take four promos, and we're going we gonna to vote on them. And we're going to find out which one from which decade is the greatest promo of all time. What you think it is, Reek? When I was saying one of your choices, man, which one you think it is? Out of my group? Oh, man. No, don't get your group. Give, give, give a... Out of, out of Malik's group, like, say if we was to choose the greatest promo of all time and it came from Malik's group in the 2010s, which one would you say? Ooh. I mean, that, you know, the, the popular answer would be the pipe bomb. But, I mean, uh, I, I don't know, man. There, there, there was a lot. There was a lot in that 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 decade, that period of time. Like, you know, Punk had that that one with Rock. You know, your arms too short to box with God. Bars. You know, like, 
know what I'm saying? Or the, the one he did with Cena called the New, the, York, the New York Yankees. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's a lot to choose from in there. You know what I'm saying? So I, it's tough. It's tough, man. I don't, I don't know. If I had to choose one, and, and this one is from your group in the 2000s, uh, actual first year, uh, May 2000 to be exact, uh, Vince McMahon's Life Sucks and Then You Die promo. <laughs> Cause I was watching it like last week, and I was like, "This is some real shit." Like he said some <laughs> real shit, and I couldn't, I couldn't deny it. Like, yeah. So that that's that's what I would pick. But we are gonna find out next week, man. Uh, plug your socials, man. Oh, man, y'all can find me at Reek Havoc twenty four. Also, you can catch me uh, at the Havoc Hour Instagram. Facebook, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Hashtag get at him, Dakota. Yes, get at me, Dakota. I'm yeah. all for, listen, listen, listen. I love EO, but if Dakota win that belt, I'm going full court press in the DMs and everything. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not playing. Don't get blocked, man. <laughs> See, I would do the same, but, you know, my fave is married, so, you know, I got respect. So, I would have. I w- Monday, I would have. I would have. But I got respect, man. Plotting uh, to sabotage Mikazi. I see it. I hey, see it already. <laughs> listen, I'm going to give me a, like I said before, I'm going to give me a sewing machine <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to practice. <laughs> oh, man. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to practice. And then, like, you know, I know how to make clothes too. What's up? I can make your ring gear. I'm about to say, you're going to send you gonna send her a care package? Some, some, some I'm going to send her a care package of all new ring gear. That's how I'm gonna do it. Hey, that might be that might be a good way. I don't recommend it to nobody. Don't do this. Like, don't take my advice. And if you do take my advice, don't say that I told you to do this because I didn't. But <laughs> I'm saying that might be a good if you want to get at you know one of these wrestler chicks. So, you know, make make her some ring gear. Send her some ring gear. She might like it. She might wrestle it. You never know. Hey, this has been a Young Kings Wrestling podcast. You know, follow us at YK Wrestling. Go ahead, visit us at ykwrestling.com and uh, click them links, man. Go check us out. Go get buy some of that merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Hashtag get your merch. Hey, yeah. we out of here, man. Gone. Oh, perfect.